Hello and welcome to this edition of Agronomy 411, where I just want to talk a little bit today about fallow syndrome and specifically fallow syndrome in corn. As we look to uh, figure out what to do with these prevent plant acres from 2019 in some areas, uh, I think it's important to remember what management went on in 2019 in these prevent plant acres and then look to 2020 to make sure we don't have any hangover effects from 19 and uh, figure out what's the best way to manage these acres. So what is fallow syndrome? You know, fallow syndrome is ultimately a deficiency in, in phosphorus uptake due to the uh, redu reduction of uh, root colonizing soil fungi. These fungi are called uh, vascular arbuscular mycorrhizae. You could call them VAM for short, but essentially it is a fungi that helps form a symbiotic relationship with plant roots and uh, helps with nutrient up uptake. They grow, these fungi grow inside and outside of the roots and serve as extensions of the roots for water nutrient uptake um, for the uh, corn, corn plant specifically. Uh, VAM, these VAM fungi do not survive in saturated or flooded soils. Uh, they don't survive in fallow soils and they need plant roots to survive or populations will decline significantly. Now, Illinois soils versus uh, where some of these populations were studied are very different. So I think we've got a lot to learn on on the extent of what fallow syndrome might be for, for corn in our area. But I think it's an awareness piece that if there's a management practice we can do to prevent it for our corn crop in 2020, we should be looking to those management practices. Uh, this this would last for about a year, maybe two, you know, so the 2020 crop is probably the most important crop where you're going to see potential for fallow syndrome if you've got some acres that were in prevent plant. There's uh, been limited research on on the yield effect of fallow syndrome in corn. Uh, not really anything that's been recent. 1994 study conducted in Iowa and Missouri uh, compared to corn planted in the ground that was flooded the previous year with adjacent non-flooded ground so it's not even a strip trial type comparison or a uh, very good research trial but they were showing upwards of 32 bushel the acre less um, where they didn't have much starter fertilizer applied and you know to me that seems like a pretty high number so I, I wouldn't be quoting that as a normal number but I think you need to look at primarily a couple different things of What's your overall soil fertility? Um, phosphorus is going to be the number one driver in, in availability early um, with cool and wet soils or just cool soils in general, how available that's going to be to the growing corn plant. Because as you know, corn plant roots are very small. Uh, phosphorus kind of diffuses through the soil where the plant takes it up. So if you don't have a big pool of phosphorus near that corn plant root, um, you're going to show some deficiencies early. Now, you'll notice that with the purpling and, and the stunning of the corn plants early, which you, you could definitely uh, have seen in previous years, perhaps. But I think if you get into a situation where the planting is April 15th and the soils are cold, you might, you might see this uh, phosphorus deficiency from a fallow planted field of uh, prevent plant corn, say, from 2019. Are there ways around this? Can can we manage around fallow syndrome? 
yes and no. I think the management was to be taking place in 2019 to plant a cover crop, plant anything on those acres to help keep those fungi populations high. Let's say you weren't able to do that or you just went out and tilled the ground and kept it clean. The uh, amount of fungi that's been reduced is unknown. We don't know how much has been reduced, but we can say that the population is lower. So what should you do if those acres are going into crop in 2020? There's a couple of different things you could do. Number one, you, you could plant soybeans. Uh, soybeans typically aren't going to show a big effect on fallow syndrome. Um, number two, if you're going to plant corn, which I think the majority of acres that I know are going to corn after prevent plant, uh, applying broadcast phosphorus um, is, is probably not the best way to go because you really can't apply enough to get that uh, root zone, make it available for that root zone right now. Uh, but starter fertilizer, if you have starter fertilizer on your planter, would be the perfect way to to alleviate fallow syndrome, um, you know, rate the rate wise, it would have to be a pretty, pretty high rate, probably higher than you're used to on when you're running starter, uh, 60 to 80 pounds per acre as a normal, as a general rule and probably diving in a little bit. If you've got some specific questions on that, well, would need to take a closer look, but you know, when you get a high rates like that, two inches below two inches to the side of the seed row, you can't do that in furrow. You can't do those high rates in furrows. So if you're not set up for that situation um, to, to be able to put starter on, there's really not that many other options other than number one, planting soybeans or taking your chance and hoping that uh, the availability of phosphorus will be there. Because I think it is an unknown with our Illinois soils and the amount of phosphorus we generally have in our soils, how, how, uh, severe of this fallow syndrome we'll see but i can can say that the uh, cooler the soils are the the worse conditions we'll see just because everything's you know cycles and, and fungi are growing so so slowly in cooler soils roots are growing slower so you're not gonna have as, as strong an uptake early the uh availability of seed treatments or uh add-ons for you know putting on the seed i don't i don't see that being very feasible i don't see uh, how uh, how you're going to be able to do that in the concentration you're going to need. So, you know, aside from the two two things I mentioned previous to fallow syndrome and corn, you know, if you took good management practices in 2019 on your prevent plant acres, you're definitely did the right thing. I think that's what we're, most people were looking to do. As far as soybeans go, if you do plant soybeans, the only thing I would say there is I would I would inoculate those soybeans so you've got a good good pool of a uh, you know good amount of rhizobia bacteria on those soybeans starting out so that you can nodulate and uh, be hopefully a step ahead on, on those acres that were prevent planted. So hopefully I answered some questions. There might, there's definitely more questions out there around fallow syndrome. Uh, yield losses, I think will be varied. Uh, could be cases where you don't have yield loss, could be cases where you don't have phosphorus deficiency uh, but I do suspect that you'll see some variability in that field, likely tied to soil types, likely tied to drainage, tied to overall management of the field history and fertility. And that'll drive a little bit of the variances and differences we'll see on that growing corn crop in these prevent plant acres. So tune in next time. We'll talk about a different topic on Agronomy 411. And thanks for listening today.